Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic is in learning. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Mystic Access Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Kim. And I'm Lisa. We have a few announcements for you today, and then we have a very special surprise. First thing we want to talk about, probably because it's coming up soonest, is our free class for August. This will be held on August 30th. This is a sister class to the class we taught in July on downloading files. So if you missed that, you can now find it on our free downloads page, mysticaccess.com free dash downloads. This class is all about file management. So once you've downloaded those files, what do you do with them? Or if you have files on your computer, documents, music, etc., how can you manage those files? How can you manipulate them? If you need to move them, delete them, what have you. We're going to talk about all sorts of ways that you can make your management of files easier in this class. So we're really looking forward to sharing that information with you on Thursday, August 30th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. And if you want all the details on how to join us, you need to be part of our events list. You can join that from any page on the website. And it's a checkbox, so you scroll down to where you subscribe to our lists. And I think it says keep up to date or stay up to date with us or something like that. It's a heading. And you have checkboxes that you can check to subscribe to our main newsletter and to our events list. The events list is the list that provides the actual joining details for the meeting itself. Please feel free to subscribe to that if you would like further information, and I will be sure to send the info out to you. You'll probably receive it in your inbox before you receive this podcast, but if you're new, I'll do my best to send a reminder out on Thursday so that you will have that information available to you should you wish to join us live. We meet through Zoom, which is the same way we record our podcasts, and you can join on your iDevice, Android, Fire OS, Mac, or PC. Or you can just call in on your regular landline phone and join us that way. So, we'd love to see you, and the class is on August 30th at 8.30 p.m., all about file management. Speaking of upcoming classes, we have just finished our first six iOS modules. We finished them on Thursday night, the Thursday prior to this podcast coming out for you, and we had a really fun time creating and presenting these to you. The good news is there is much more iOS to come from Mystic Access. And Lisa can tell us all about them. The first thing you may notice if you've been with us through the first six of these modules is that we are taking three weeks in September, not including the free event for September, to kind of give you a chance to decide what you would like, give us a chance to record and move forward. So we have three modules in the month of October and then three in the month of November. The first one is called the iWhat. For many, the hardest part of using the iPhone is the actual phone app. And in this module, we're going to walk you through all the app has to offer. And we're going to touch on three main items for which we've had several requests. We're going to show you how to easily create contacts, successfully manage voicemail, and how to simplify the process of calling into a conference line or other automated system like your bank. 
Of course, we'll be touching on a lot of other things too, but those are three that may pique your interest. The next module is called Clear the Clutter. Please don't worry because this will all be spelled out with descriptions on our website. If you have 10 pages of apps on your device, or you have trouble finding what you need easily, or it takes a few minutes to find the right app, we're going to talk about how to delete unwanted apps and how to organize the ones you have so you can find them easily and quickly. There are actually several different ways to do this. Those methods are as different as the people who use them. I'll show you the one that I use and also a few other options that may work for you. The next module is primarily going to be taught by Chris because Chris has expertise in this area that I do not. And this one is called Put On Your Traveling Shoes and it's all about GPS apps. In this module, we're going to compare and contrast some popular blindness-specific GPS apps. Each offers distinct features and will walk you through them to help you find the app that will best meet your needs. Chris has worked for years with GPS. We are very glad that he will be sharing his knowledge with you. Then in November, we have, right after Halloween, Device Demystified. <laughs> By now, you can do some pretty exciting things with your iOS device, but do you understand how to access all it has to offer? In this module, we'll take a look at the status bar, control center, notification area, and the dock. This, in all honesty, is the session I can see those who are new to the iPhone, iPod Touch, iPad saying, oh, I don't need this, I don't use this, because I was the same way when I got mine. You know, they're not right in your face, so you don't know what you're missing. But if you learn to use them, it will make your life easier and simpler, I think. We do encourage you to join us for that one. The next one is on editing text. This has improved significantly over the years. When I had students that asked me, how do I edit text? And this was two, three years ago. I said, well, if you want to save your sanity at all, you're gonna get a Bluetooth keyboard because you can do it, but it's really difficult and really time consuming. That has fortunately changed and we're going to show you how to edit text using the on-screen keyboard. So it's all on-screen keyboard. I really think that Bluetooth keyboards are great, but there may be times that you don't have one with you that you need to edit something or even look up a word that's included in there too will show you how to do that. I seem to be date challenged lately, so I hesitate to say. <laughs> I think perhaps it was June, but we talked about eight methods for inputting text on an iOS device. And the one that we got the most questions and the most comment about was Braille screen input. So that is going to be our final module. In this set of six, we're gonna talk about Braille screen input and how to use it and some little tips and tricks for using it effectively and of course how to set it up to begin with so that it acts the way you would like it to. And those are our modules. Then we'll be saying Happy Thanksgiving, taking a break in December and coming back in January with more. We have several planned and your comments and suggestions have had an effect on ones that we choose. So please, by all means, keep those coming.
If you are one of the people who is just now hearing about our iOS modules and are thinking, wait, you just held six? How do I get information about those, or will they be offered again? We have good news for you on that front as well. The first six modules that we offered are going to be bundled together as one product and offered for purchase on the website. Those will be available by the time this podcast comes out. If you hear it on Tuesday, wait till the next day. By Wednesday, sometime Wednesday, say Wednesday, end of business day, those will be available for you. You can access them. And the reason that we're offering these modules in sets as products after we offer them live is because we're really offering things that work very well together, grouping them together so that you can get a variety of concepts down. For instance, if you're brand new to iOS or you're really struggling with your phone and you're interested in something we offered in this first set of six, like the App Store or email or Siri, we definitely encourage you to pick up that set of modules first because that one really includes a lot of really strong foundational concepts that will assist you in making your overall use of iOS an easier experience for you and probably a more effective experience for you. Definitely, if you are interested, if there are modules you would like to take from that first set, again, they're going to be offered as a product. The cost for these will be $75 to get six modules. It's about six hours of content, and it's just a lot of great information for you. You will be able to hear some questions that were asked by class participants. These questions are made as anonymous as possible for the identities of the participants to not be divulged and you will be able to listen to those questions because they're probably something that may assist you on your own journey. So please do consider these. It's a really great deal for what you're getting. It's less than $15 a class. Check these out if it's something that interests you and after this second group of six is offered it too will go up as a second bundle of iOS modules for you. Anyway, and listen to them, because you may find out something you didn't even know you needed. Lisa likes to say, sometimes you don't know what you don't know, and she's right. Because sometimes you'll listen to something and you'll go, I had no idea. There was something in the module that was taught last week about the App Store, and it wasn't even something I had thought about. And I thought, oh, of course, how handy, how good to know. And I'm a long-time iOS user. I've been using iOS for seven years. So... It really pays sometimes to listen to the stuff that you didn't necessarily think you needed to know about because you will still learn something new that will assist you. So please look out for that. Wednesday as well, this is Wednesday the 29th of August, will also be the day that you are able to begin registration for the six new modules that Lisa just shared about. So we'd love to see you there. Again, these six new modules are $15 a piece. And you will get a discount if you order three or more or up to all six of them. So definitely consider taking a peek if these interest you. And, you know, to really help your own learning, if you have purchased or you plan on purchasing the first six, I would encourage you to take the month of September and kind of catch up and learn and work through this stuff. You don't necessarily have to, but you will come into the second set with a firmer foundation. You can pretty much start anywhere as long as you have some basic knowledge, but these first six especially were fairly foundational, so I would recommend that you certainly consider that. If you've gone through the first six 
and you're really confused and you're really overwhelmed because we had to start somewhere. So if you are that new person who is just holding an iOS device in your hand for the first or second time and you really feel like you're overwhelmed by the courses and like they're far beyond you, you might also want to consider contacting us to purchase some training. So that is also a service that we offer and we invite you to take advantage of that as well. Speaking of iOS, we are about to share a very special interview with you and it doesn't have to do with iOS specifically, but what we're about to share with you and essentially premiere for you as one of the first places to share about this publicly is a little bitty device, a little bitty powerful device too, that does work and will work seamlessly with your iOS device. This is the Brilliant BI-14 Braille Display and Note-Taking Device from HumanWare. It is available to ship now, and we have an interview with the Braille Product Manager from HumanWare, Andrew Flatters, that we are going to share with you all about this device. And stay tuned during the interview. We have a little surprise for you. So if you are a fan of HumanWare products or you want a little compact, affordable Braille display with note-taking capabilities, this will be a very fun interview and very interesting to you particularly. Welcome to the Mystic Access Magic Castle. We are very pleased today to have Andrew Flatters with us, who is the Braille Product Manager at HumanWare. And we have something little bitty and yet extraordinarily powerful to talk about with all of you today. And we're very pleased to have Andrew with us to share about it. And we may have a little announcement towards the end of this interview as well. So, Andrew, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Kim. It's uh, pleasant being here. That's great to have you. And If you guys didn't figure it out, we are connecting internationally today across the pond. So that's fun. (laughs) (laughs) Weather weather is great. Yay. Fantastic. (laughs) Fantastic. And unusual for the weather to be great over there. But yay. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, welcome. And tell us a little bit about the brand new, little bitty, powerful, efficient product that HumanWare is about to release to the public. Well, yes, it's certainly uh, small and light in size, as you said. So it's called the Brilliant BI-14, BI standing for Braille Input. Now, this Brilliant BI-14 is so unique in many ways. Now, everyone wants to be connected, right? Everyone wants to communicate and share things seamlessly. And staying connected always allows us to stay productive on the go. So introducing the new Braille display to the family, the BI-14, This was a real big challenge to get such a device out, I've got to say, but we're happy with the outcome. It is HumanWare's smallest Braille display yet, and it's designed for ultimate efficiency. It's the perfect companion for either your iPhone or an Android phone. And in the name, it says 14, indicating it has 14 cells. So it has 14 cell Braille display with smart capabilities. So again, this is HumanWare's first introduction to a smart Braille display. It's included in a leather case and lanyard for that added extra layer of protection and easy to use while on the go. And uh, as you said, Kim, it's very light and small. So it's only about just over half a pound in weight and and can fit easily in like a jacket pocket or a purse or a bag that you may be carrying. But although it's small, we haven't compromised on the ergonomics allowing you for that uh, comfortable typing experience. 
using its 8-dot style Perkins keyboard with a spacebar and using an onboard Brow Duxbury translator. Now, with these combining together, it's going to allow the user to type using their preferred Brow code, whether it's UB contracted Brow, US grade 2, or even foreign Brow codes for that matter, such as your German Brow and, and French Brow. It still has the traditional high-quality Braille display cells, the KGS cells that we've been using amongst our other Brilliant cells. The power in this device with the battery life can achieve 15 hours plus. We've introduced some unique touch sensors for your routing capabilities. So like the other Braille displays that you've known and loved, the Brilliant 32s and 40s, we had the traditional push button as our cursors. So we've now introduced a slightly different sensors, or routers, shall I say. It's touch sensors. And this will allow you to just slide your finger up towards the actual router itself. And just by the touch of it or the sense of it, it will then allow you to edit your notes. So it will force your cursor in that location. We still have the HumanWare signature thumb keys, you know, that again, users love the four traditional thumb keys that we have on the very front of the unit. And this will allow you to stay in control of your reading speed while your hands still remain on that brow display for that easy flow of reading. Now, just above our Perkins keyboard, so above the dots one and four keys, we've introduced a navigation joystick. And this is really cool for navigating within the integrated menu, or even when you're paired with a device such as your iOS, your iPhone device. So the joystick can mimic your swipe gestures. You, know, you can flick right on the screen, which is equal to your joystick right on the BI-14. And then, of course, you've got your up and downwards gestures again. So this would simulate those gestures on the actual joystick. This device will allow you to connect to five Bluetooth devices with the addition of one USB connection. So you can use this device to work with any and control any mainstream technology devices out there. So tablets, your phones, and the likes of your traditional screen readers on a computer. But what is, as I said, what is unique, what is really the magic of this device is the abilities to synchronize. This synchronization technology we've introduced is something what we would probably say is a stepping stone for what is potentially down the road. You know, this is said, this is something that is new that we've introduced on our brow displays, something that's unique, something that's not out there at the current stage. But we really wanted to introduce something different that will allow our users to be productive on the go. Because everyone tends to have a smartphone nowadays, whether it be your iPhone or Android. We look at ways of how we can make life easier, simpler, more efficient. And we really think that we've got it right with this small, small device called the Brilliant BI-14. Speak more to us, if you will, about this synchronization capability, because it's something, as you said, different and unique. And perhaps a lot of people would not necessarily be familiar with the power of what this can allow you to do. But in having the opportunity to play with this little critter for a couple of weeks now, I've discovered that there are a lot of different ways that people can use it. Yes, yeah. So the actual synchronization, how it works. Okay, let's give you an example. So when we connect to you know, a Braille display to any other mainstream device, such as your tablets and iPhones, achieving certain tasks like creating notes can be very challenging and sometimes disruptive. You know, if you lose your Bluetooth connection or you're in that rush where you need to take down someone's telephone number. So these are sort of perfect examples of what happens in the real world. You, you know, having to pair up your device again, or maybe the connection's dropped out. With the technology we've introduced, you don't always have to be connected to these devices. So using the internal notes capabilities, you can actually attach your email clients to your notes and record a note whilst on the go. So you don't have to have your phone nearby. 
You could be in a meeting, record your notes all in your preferred Braille code, whether it be contractions or not. And then later, once you then start being close to your iPhone or your device that you've got your application stored, because there is an application that you are required as well, Kim. It's a free application called Brilliant Sync App, and that can be found in the iOS store at the moment. It's only available on iOS at the moment, this syncing capabilities, but as part of the roadmap, we are going to be introducing it to the Play Store for Android devices as well. So once you've got your connections set up within this application, you no longer need that app. It just works in the background. So you could have a Google account, maybe an iCloud account that you've got it set up with, and you can store your notes into your associated account. And then once you then decide to switch back to your standard browser terminal mode, it will then synchronize those notes, and you'll have those notes appear within the notes application of your iOS device. So there's no need for you to connect to your browser terminal navigate to the notes, navigate to create a notes, which is quite, it's very time consuming to do. So this would actually save you a lot of effort when you want to create those notes. And from that, you can then distribute it to an email or share it to other cloud services even. If I wanted to though, could I create a note in the notes app and then would it synchronize over to the Braille display that I can take it some other place? Like if I'm making a shopping list or something and I don't have my Braille display with me at the time, could I then dictate or something within the notes app and then have it magically appear on the Brilliant so I can just take the Brilliant with me instead of something else? Yes, correct. Yeah, any sort of notes that you create separately away from the the Brilliant itself. So on the iPhone, like you said, it will then also synchronize that over using the onboard Duxbury Braille translation onto the Brilliant device itself as well. So what if my understanding is correct, though, you can't actually put files on it. For example, if somebody wanted to put barred books in BRF, that would not be an appropriate use of the equipment. Is that correct? Yeah, but at the moment, there's no way of accessing the internal storage. Really, the only way of utilizing that is through the synchronization. So this means you can copy what you can gain from an iOS device, so copy mm-hmm. and then paste it into your Notes app. Mm-hmm. But we are looking at ways where we could slightly introduce that, whether we can come up with a method connecting to a USB device or even methods where we can connect it to a, a computer and, and drag files in. So that is something we are looking into for sure. I think I'm understanding from what you're saying is that This is really about synchronization, either at this point with an iOS device or with your computer. So correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is that you could not, for example, load barred Braille books onto your Brilliant BI-14, but you could read them with that using the Bard app on your iOS device. Yes, that's correct, Lisa. Yes. So, I mean, we looked at, you know, reading on a 14 cell for long periods of times is probably not something that we'd probably all want to do. For something like long periods of reading, you'd want a larger browse cell, maybe a 32 or a 40. So this 14 is really designed for those people that are really up and going, quick and going, and just want to sort of read those notes quickly and efficiently and creating notes well. So yeah, you still have the capabilities of changing it to the Braille terminal, as all Braille displays traditionally do, and controlling that mainstream device. And you can then use your NLS BARD application. However, if you do want to read a lot of contents, you can actually copy the contents and paste it into your notes app. So whatever you've got in your notes application, that will then automatically synchronize over to the Braille itself. I do have a question, and the question is, Will there be any training materials or tutorials that come with the Brilliant 14? 
There certainly will, Chris. And um, thanks to yourselves, Kim, Chris, and Issa, there is going to be an audio tutorial presented from Mystic Access, which should be available or will be available from Mystic Access website and Humanware's website in due course. So I, I urge our customers to visit our sites and your sites and download those audio tutorials as they're fantastic, as always. Thank you. Yeah, it was a collaboration between Mystic Access and Humanware to bring this tutorial to you guys just like we did for the Braille Note Touch. Yes, correct, yeah. I love the fact that this little bitty device has such versatility to it. You've got the sync capability right now, currently just for iOS, that will change. You've got the terminal capability for iOS currently. You've got the fact that you can use it as a standalone device, and there are all sorts of applications that you can use and enjoy in doing so. So if you want a great little note taker and display, that you can carry with you on the go that will fit in many of our purses, which is kind of exciting, or our briefcases <laughs> or what have you, that the opportunity is there now. And there is a little bitty device. I really wasn't sure what I was going to think of 14 cells. I'm actually really enjoying the fact that this 14 cell display is really not that different than my Vario 20 cell display. And I still feel like I've got lots of room to enjoy and read for smaller notes or for smaller amounts of material that I want to read and enjoy or transfer or sync or what have you. It's been such a pleasure creating audio documentation for this, and I'm so excited that it's available now and that we can tell people about this collaboration and that such a great little device is now available for people to get their needs met while on the go. So I'm thrilled about this. Good, good. And I just want to touch base a bit more on the notes side of things. So not only can you store notes and synchronize them to email accounts that is associated to the Brilliant Sync app, but you can actually store notes internally. So you do have eight gigabytes of internal memory. This allows you to store the notes that perhaps you don't want synchronized. So probably, I suppose, the more private ones. Maybe it's details of a credit card number or something like that that you don't want to synchronize to a phone. You can actually store these locally. But as I said, you can actually synchronize to email accounts. And not just the one account. You could have a personal email account. You could have a business email account. And those notes that you create on your Brilliant would then be synchronized to either the notes application or the notes app on your Outlook notes folder. That's the other thing that I really like is the fact that, for instance, I've got mine synced to my Gmail account. So I can go in not only to my Brilliant notes folder or my notes folder on iOS, but I can also go into a folder called notes on my Gmail folder and I can move it or I can send it or I can do whatever I want to that particular note. So I love that. It's available in so many different places. I have a question about that, actually. So if you have a Gmail account, can you log into your Gmail account on the web, go to the notes folder, and read your notes that way, should you wish to, through a browser? Yes, you can, as they're synchronized through the notes IMAP. So with the synchronization, it has to work with IMAP accounts. So these IMAP protocols are in place. You've got the Google, you've got iCloud. However, iCloud is a bit more of a slightly different setup. So if you do have an iCloud account, I'd recommend contacting our tech support team just to get you help with setting that up as Apple haven't uh, introduced the IMAP protocol by default. So uh, there are ways around that, shall I say. So yeah, you can actually view your notes on the web browser as well. That makes it a very versatile machine. And the notes itself, I mean, at the moment I mentioned it's only supported on iOS, but part of the roadmap is we are looking at Android. So that's we're very close on that. 
And there are other things as well that's on the horizon with this such a small device. Let me just sort of talk to you about that a bit more in detail, perhaps. So everyone knows that we have the notes capabilities. And and with those notes, you can actually navigate within those notes easily as well and efficiently. Again, that's something that a lot of challenge, as I say, if you try to navigate around your notes within the iOS notes application, it can be very difficult to move around. So we've removed that sort of complex away and make it easier for people to navigate within their notes on the Brailleian itself. But there are ways that we can improve where we can copy and paste notes. So it's very interesting. We get a very good valuable feedback from our customers already that they want to see notes that are on their local folder and they want to be able to then put that into their email account so that it syncs and vice versa. So we are looking at those types of features as part of our roadmap, amongst other things. That and even copying and pasting within notes or stuff from, say, the beginning of a note to another, you know, text selection, stuff like that. I mean, that's the type of stuff that I know as a, somebody who writes a lot, <laughs> that kind of thing would be really terrific to see coming up in future advancements for this. Yes, yes, definitely. Yep. The Brilliant BI-14, it has two Bluetooth chips inside. So the first Bluetooth chips that it has, it serves version 4.2 for those techies out there. So this will allow you to connect to the multiple devices. It could connect to five different Bluetooth devices. But we also have a low energy Bluetooth chip on there. And this is what controls the synchronization. This is the same type of chip that is being used in the Apple Watches. So it's a real solid, stable connectivity that we've introduced there with the Brilliant Sync. So all you really need to get going on utilizing something like this is an iOS device, a Bluetooth connection, and a Brilliant BI-14, and you will be ready to go. As long as you have some notes to take or some documents to transfer that you want to, say, move into your notes app on iOS and then transfer them to your Brilliant, you are set. And there are other cool applications in here. You can see your battery status. There's a stopwatch. There's some settings where you can kind of configure certain things about your Brilliant, like sounds and vibrations and things like that. So that's all very handy. You can do some basic note editing. It's got some really great features, but I still think my very favorite thing, besides the synchronization, is that it's just so cute. It's so little and portable, (laughs) and because of that, I think the power really lies in the size, because you can take it so many places without any kind of worries or constraint or stress. Yeah, I remember when I had some other Braille note takers, unless I wanted to carry a purse the size of Manhattan, which I have friends who would say, well, you already do that, but... um, (laughs) You know, it used to be that it looked like for women, you were carrying two purses. Now the technology is smaller and it's great because you can put it in a purse. But it used to be that when I was carrying something like that, I would think, do I want to take it with me or not? Will I need it? And invariably, if I didn't take it, then I did need it. But the idea that it can go into a purse or a bag or a briefcase, whatever, if you choose, it kind of takes away that question of, should I take it? Will I need it? And it's great because then you just have it when you need it because it really does seem like you're not going to know necessarily when you're going to need it. You'll know sometimes, but I've found there are other times when I really needed my tech and I didn't have it with me because it was just more to carry. And so with it being smaller, it's just that added level of convenience. Yes, it's a very valuable point there, Lisa. You know, the weight, how small it is, just adds to the uniqueness and the suppose the wantability of this type of product and you mentioned that you know you're not sure what technology to take with you if you are in like say you're a working environment you've got meetings and that kinds of stuff then 
it's it's an ideal sort of product that you want to take with you. You know, you don't have to always take your phone or tablet everywhere with you. You could just take this device with you instead. And then later, when you go next to your phone or your tablet, that's when the magic of the synchronization happens. And you could then refer to more advanced editable word processor where you can change the formatting, etc., on what you've just recorded as your notes. Yeah, I think all that really creates a great device. You've got all these different things that really come together to create something sleek and small and yet very powerful for students, for professionals, or for anyone who just wants an itty-bitty, lovely Braille display to utilize. And of course, as you said, you know, we may not all necessarily want to be reading 14 cells across of Anna Karenina or you know, some <laughs> other humongous book with lots of information in it. At the same time, This is a really affordable option if you don't have access to some kind of Braille display that you can use as a standalone unit or with your iOS device and, you know, eventually your Android devices as well. I think it really does give access to people who may not otherwise think, well, I can't afford or I I don't have the resources to make a bigger display happen for me. You've still got something that is very efficient and yet you can take it anywhere. And you mentioned affordability, Kim. I mean, this is something that, you know, Braille displays, Braille technologies is very expensive, we understand. And this is something we have tried to look at to reduce the costs of Braille. We are still looking in many ways to try and get that affordable Braille in the hands of those people that need this. Something that we have introduced on our website is a program that will allow customers to a financial plan. So you can spread the cost of, a, of interest-free. These are only applicable to purchases online. So if you do visit our website at uh, www.humanware.com, there will be some options there where you can split the cost of the such device. As we understand it, that rail technology is expensive. That's it excellent. is, but it's come so far. Yeah, that is excellent. And it's very nice for people who feel like that is a struggle for them. I know I was the kid who was carrying around the big Perkins Brailler for elementary school particularly, and then I got a Braille and Speak after that, and things became much easier and lighter in terms of me carrying stuff around later on. But when I was carrying that Perkins around, I thought, gosh, you know, it's so heavy and it's so clunky and it's so much. And, you know, I was 10, 9, you know, whatever, lugging this thing from place to place when I was in school. So I had to show my mom this device because my mom was one of those parents who not only was so interested in literacy because my mom is a very bookish person and loves to read and pass that on to me. So I had to say, you know, look what we've got here in terms of something new and elegant and yet very small with a lot of features to it. Because my mom taught herself Braille. I mean, it's very impressive what she was willing to do. So it's fun to share this with people who have kind of gone on that journey with you and saw where you started. And now, oh, look, it's a little 14 cell, you know, display and note taker that I can carry over my shoulder. So that was kind of a fun experience to share with her to say, wow, look how far we've come in several decades of you know, working through Braille and utilizing it on a daily basis. Yeah, technology has come uh, a long, long way since the, the traditional Perkins, like you said, Kim. You know, looking forward, oh, yeah. I think there's certainly some good times ahead, some really interesting technology that's coming out. This will be perfect opportunities where, you know, new Braille displays will leverage that technology. I think it sounds really exciting. I think it sounds like a great piece of tech. Yeah, it's certainly different. You know, it's different in unique in ways. We know customers have different preferences. And I want to mention about the Braille display itself. You know, we are using eight dot Braille cells here. There are some smaller Braille displays out there that haven't got the cursor keys and eight dots. 
we are using the traditional KGS displays, exactly identical to our existing Braillean range as well. Many countries support computer browse. So obviously in the 8.0 world or computer browse, you need 8.0 cells. Um, and this is why we took this avenue as well. Talk to us, if you would, please, about availability, both of the tutorial and, of course, the Brilliant BI from a timeline standpoint. When can people expect to be able to order and receive their units? And what kind of cost are we looking at? Well, I can happily say that the Brilliant BR14s are now shipping. We did go through a phase at one time where we were taking pre-orders and there was a, a delay on the shipping. But I can say that we are in a very comfortable position now. We have a lot of inventory now and you can now contact us to acquire a bit more information about the products. Its sale point is $995. So we've really, really made a huge difference in the price for such a small device, yet not compromising on our Braille quality. So it's available now. Uh, contact information, you can contact us on telephone at 1-800-722-3393. Or you can email us at info at com for more information. This is available internationally as well. So if our listeners are in Europe, they would be able to contact you via the HumanWare website. And how would they get the information for other countries? So again, if you visit us on the website, www.humanware.com, there'll be more information on who to contact. So, But generally, if you email the same contact or telephone, we can sort of do the... the the sort of the rest of the work on who to allocate that to. Okay, um, I wasn't so, sure how that would work, so I just wanted to make sure that was covered. <laughs> it must be the British accent is what's confusing you. <laughs> <laughs> it's heading towards the end of my day, and it's only the start of yours. Yes, um, it is. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> <laughs> Approaching one o'clock somewhere, anyway. Yep. <laughs> yes. Thank you very much. I really appreciate your time. Thank you very Um, much. Thank you for the audio tutorials. And uh, they're fantastic, Kim. So uh, brilliant. You know, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Take care, everyone. All right. Take care. Yeah, you too. All right. Bye now. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for your visit to the Mystic Access Magic Castle. You're welcome anytime. It was a very fun interview to do. We hope that you gained a lot from the interview and we just wanted to thank you once again for being a mystic access podcast listener without you we wouldn't have a podcast we would not and for anyone who is interested in knowing more about the brilliant and when that information is available please stay tuned to this space when the information is up and available through mystic access we will be the first obviously to let you know that so stay tuned follow us on twitter keep listening to the podcasts check out our news page on the website the information will be there thank you everybody take care bye 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 the preceding podcast is a presentation of mystic access where the magic is in learning to contact us please visit www.mysticaccess.com call us 716 716- Five four three 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 two three, and press 2 to reach our Mystic Access Podcast comment line. Email us at show at mysticaccesspodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mysticaccess. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Please tell your friends and colleagues to visit us at www.mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy what you hear on our podcasts, feel free to leave us an iTunes rating and review. 
We certainly appreciate those. Also, you may feel free to use our podcasts in your own RSS feed. Just be sure that all of our contact information is left intact. Thanks for spreading the word, and thanks for listening. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode.